The following is a presentation of the Connection Church, a place where people are being set free. If you'd like to know more information about our community, you can join us online at connectionchurchnc.com. Amen. Thank you guys for being here this morning. I want you to, before we go any further here this morning, I need you to understand something. Do you truly believe that God is listening to you? Like, do you ever, yeah, some of you, it sometimes seems like that we're saying all of these things, and and just as Andy was praying right there, do you understand that the God of creation, the God of everything, is standing, sitting, sitting on his throne, and he is listening to that? Guys, do you understand that God is listening to you? And he wants to hear, and he wants to answer. So what I want to do here this morning, before we go any further, I want you to take a look at someone beside of you and give them some encouragement this morning. And I want you to say this, God is listening to you. Go ahead, right now. Do you believe that? Because I don't think some of you said that with enthusiasm. I want you to look at that same person and look them in the eye. I know that's really weird. You may not know them. That's okay. God is listening to you. Go ahead, one more time. I want to hear it with some passion. There you go. That is something that you need to understand. He is listening to you. He is listening to your thoughts. He is listening to your heart. And I just want to share with you out of my journal this morning as we start this thing off. And and I know that some of you men, you menly men, you menly men, manly men, I don't know how you say it. You're standing there, sitting there, and you're thinking, this dude has a journal? Yeah, I have a journal. I write in it because I love to be able to go back and see how God has been listening to me and not only listening to me, but also answering my prayers. And on August 4th of this year, just a couple of weeks ago, I wrote in my journal, I said, my prayer, my cry is just as Moses's was. I want to see your glory. I want a glimpse into your future, God. I want a glimpse of future for my life. I want a glimpse into the future of my family's life. I want a glimpse of the future of this ministry's life. I want a glimpse of the future of this church's life. And so if Moses, who was a man just like us, was able to pray, God, show me your glory, I said, then why can I not pray the same thing? And I've been praying that along with a couple of other men that I know have been praying for God to show me his glory. And I just want to tell you something. Yesterday, as we were in this parking lot of this school, and we were here, we were here, God shook me and said, Scott, wake up. This is not just some event where you're able to give and to bless people. Scott, this is part of an answer to the prayer that you have been praying. Here is my glory. And he shook me. And he showed me something. He showed me the future of his movement. He didn't show me the future of this church. He didn't show me the future of a ministry. He showed me the future of his movement. There are a couple of things that we need to understand. We are down in the south. And I love the south. I've been many places. I love the south. 
I've been all through Canada, I've been all over this country, and I've returned home here to the south because I love it. But we have some things and barriers and bondages that we need to be able to break down here in the south. I'm conservative. I love things to be nice and neat and orderly. I love when things are happening. I love to be able to explain them. But what God showed me as an answer to my prayer, I believe that there are things that are going to be taking place in many of our lives. Maybe even in some of your homes. Maybe in some of your relationships that we are not going to be able to tie a nice little bow upon them. We're not going to be able to explain them. We're going to look at them and just shrug our shoulders. I'm also praying for a movement of God to take place where man would no way, shape, or form be able to take any of the credit. That the only explanation that we're going to have is that God showed up and God moved. That's my prayer. So God shook me and He said yesterday, He said, this is a part of the glory that you're asking to see. And what I saw was amazing. I think some of us were so entrenched in doing things yesterday that we missed it. But I had the privilege of just taking a step back and looking at this as a big picture. And I saw, I saw people of all races. I saw people of all nationalities. I saw people from different zip codes. I saw people with different needs and even different wants. I saw people with different pasts. But I saw something beautiful. And I even saw into the future of people's lives when hope and God move. I saw that. And I believe what I'm getting ready to share with you is coming with confidence and humility. I believe that God is calling us, us. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I can't wrap it up nice and neat. But all I can say is I feel and believe that God is calling us to be a catalyst, a spark of one of His movements like many of us in this room have never seen. And He is calling us to lead the way. And this morning we can sing about faith. And we can sing about trusting God. And in a few minutes we're going to sing a wonderful song that talks about oceans and waves and walking out where our feet cannot even be seen. And we in the church have been very good at talking about this word faith. But I want to tell you this morning, if we are going to be leaders of the way of God's movement, this faith as we know it, we're almost going to have to redefine it. Because the churchy faith that we've sung about and we've talked about for way too long is not the faith that it is going to require of us if we are going to be a part of this movement of God. You see, this faith 
that God is looking for in his people. This kind of faith is not something that is going to make sense to many of us here in this room. It's just not going to make sense. In your Bibles, we're going to talk about a very well-known story this morning. It's a story that, man, we have read many times, and I hope it's fresh for some of you this morning. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard it. I hope, if this is the first time you've ever heard it, I hope that you will be honest enough to say, that's crazy. That is a crazy story. And there's no way that that could happen. Because I believe that we're getting ready to experience some of the exact same things. There's going to be crazy things happening in our midst. And we're going to just have to say, God showed up. It's in Joshua chapter 6. This well-known story for some of us is called the walls or the battle of Jericho. And it says in chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. They say, the experts say, that there was around 600,000 Israelites that took part in this marching around the wall. He says that Israel, the Jericho was tightly shut up because of the 600,000 Israelites. Now, no one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, I have delivered. I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. Now, if I can put myself into Joshua's shoes, you see, I wonder what must have been going through Joshua's mind. If I'm Joshua, I'm thinking to myself, okay, God, you're probably going to cause some great ball of fire to fall out of the sky and destroy this place. Maybe, maybe you won't use a ball of fire this time. Maybe there will be a mighty rushing wind out of the east that will be blowing so hard that those walls will not be able to withstand it. And once that wind knocks the walls over, we're going to march right in. That's how probably you're going to do it, God. Wait a minute. I remember this guy, and this one time, it was Noah. And you used a lot of rain and a lot of water. So maybe that's how you're going to do it, God. Maybe you're going to cause this wave of water. And it's going to wash the walls of Jericho away. That's how you're going to do it, right, God? Because this has to make sense. But God says no. He says in verse 3, actually... Joshua, I want you to march around the city once with all the armed men. He says, do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priest blowing the trumpets. Verse 5 says, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have all of the people give a loud shout. 
Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up. Every man straight in. You see, in the church, we have all just taken that at face value. That just makes sense to us. But I want to stand here today. Judge me for what you will. That does not make sense. I think even in the church world, in our current state, we have been explaining everything away because man has been able to do it. The faith that it is going to require for us to be part of this movement and for us to lead the way into the unknown, there are going to be some things taking place and you and I are going to have to be okay with just saying God showed up. I think he showed up in a mighty way yesterday. There are stories that are taking place that we don't even know about. There were prayer meetings taking place in parking lots and at people's cars. And God planted seeds yesterday that you and I may never be able to explain. I don't know how we as humans fed and gave that much food away yesterday. I don't have an explanation. I just know at some point yesterday, ye of little faith said in my brain, we will run out. And I hope they don't riot. I saw those lines, man. And I saw all the food that we had, but there was no way that it was going to be enough. God showed up. This kind of faith that is going to take what is known about what you and I are doing this very moment, what we are doing this very moment, the world calls we're having church. And what the world knows is having church is nothing more than something that is being forced and it is being faked. The faith that it is going to require for us to lead the way out of that and into a place of unbelievable freedom in Christ, guys, it is going to take faith greater than some of us has ever experienced. This isn't one of my talking points this morning, but can I just tell you that it is going to get crazy. Some of you are thinking, well, I didn't sign up for all of this. I did not sign up for this. I heard that this church was fairly growing. It was like growing a little bit, and it had a lot of people in it. And I found that, that I could just come here and hide, and I could just come and hear something on Sunday morning, and then I'd come back next week. This stuff that you're talking about being unexplainable, and it not making sense, and you're saying that it's getting ready to get crazier. Like, I heard someone yell in the worship service a few minutes ago, they're crazy. It's getting ready to get crazier. Because guess what? We live in a very crazy day where only Jesus is the one who is going to put things back in its right order. And I don't know if you signed up for this, but that is what God is asking us to be a part of. And I know that I may shepherd you and I may lead you by casting great visions and dreams. 
But there's going to be a point in time when I stand here and some things have happened and I'm just going to look at you and I'm going to have to say, it doesn't make sense. All I know is God showed up. This faith that we're talking about. Joshua, he heard how God was going to do his thing and Joshua just started marching. I'm looking at God saying, God, you're crazy. God, have you ever said that to God? It's okay, he can handle it. Because I can guarantee you, some of you, he's looking down at you and he's saying, y'all are crazy. Joshua just started marching. He just started marching. Even though it didn't make sense. I want to tell you something else that was taking place because, again, we've just glanced over this story so many times and we've never tried to put ourselves on location. 600,000 Israelites marching around this city that was well defended. There were men on top of these walls that had weapons and rocks. Have you ever thought it wasn't just some nice little stroll around a community park? They were losing lives. They may have started out with 600,000, but I guarantee you they did not end with 600,000. There were people marching in unison. And I bet you that there were arrows and rocks crashing down on the ones in front of them. And so there were Israelite men marching and they were seeing people in front of them and hearing people behind them die. God, are you sure you want us to keep marching? This doesn't make sense. Not only does it not make sense, but I'm going to tell you something. That scene was probably very scary. And so is the faith that it's going to require for us to lead the way. It's going to be scary. I don't know about you. I don't like to be scared. For those of you who like haunted trails, you like those haunted houses things, you're sick. (laughs) I don't go to them, but I have heard of this one. A friend was telling me last Halloween that there's this trail that you can ride on and like zombies come out at you and you can shoot them with uh, paintball guns. I'm in. All right? Give me a weapon. But I don't do those things. Um, I just don't because my natural reaction is if you scare me, throat punch. See, you didn't even see it coming, did you? You didn't even see it coming. (laughs) Our staff, man, they know, and they're some pranksters. They like to jump out from behind curtains and stuff. They will get throat punched. (laughs) Where'd Andy go, man? He was at the top of his game last week leading worship, man. Throat punch. (laughs) Andy, you scare me. I will punch you right in that Adam's apple. (laughs) But God gave us this innate ability to choose to fight Throw a punch and then I flight, man. I'm out. I'm going to hit you and run. He gave us that innate ability to choose fight or flight. And you can't tell me that these guys for six days, they had to choose. Do we fight to lead the way? Or do I just throw my hands up and say, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. And this is way scarier than I signed up for. I'm out. Six days. They had to get up. 
It says it in Joshua chapter 6, the 15th verse. It says it clear as day. It says on the seventh day, like it's the morning of the seventh day, they've lost their relatives, they've lost their brothers, they've lost their friends, they've walked over dead bodies. Because on the second day, someone got hit with a rock. And on the fourth day, there were more bodies probably laying there because they've been hit with their arrows. Six days of it. God, are you sure this isn't making sense? Scared to death. And it says on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak. And they marched around the city seven times. Probably scared to death. And I almost hope that what God starts to show you, because when you talk to Him, He is listening. And what I have found about a personal God is that He speaks back. That when He shares with you a part of His movement, I hope that there are some of us in here that are scared. Because you're going to have a choice. You're going to have the choice to choose, do I believe God's promises or not? Because God had promised Joshua... Take a look at it sometime in the story of Joshua chapter 1. Where Joshua was told by God, he said, Joshua, wherever your foot lands, whatever your feet touch, I'm going to give to you. It's yours. All you have to do is trust me. See, I think that there are going to be some of us that are scared. And we're going to have the choice to choose, do I believe God's promise or not? Lastly, it's not going to make sense. God just showed up. Some of you are going to be scared to death. And then this faith that is going to be required of us to lead the way is going to be probably the hardest thing you've ever done. This is going to be hard. It is going to be difficult. You go back through any passage of Scripture and you find someone who had it easy when they were taking large leaps of faith in the name of Jesus. Not one. It's going to be hard. But those men, on that seventh day, no matter how difficult it was, they got up and they marched around seven more times. I wish I could get into your brain. Man. Because God's not called us here to be people that are passive. And I just believe God enough that this movement of His is way bigger than just one crazy person 
wanting to see society changed. You see, I believe that He's called every single one of us. Man, no matter where we are on this journey, He's called us to be people of great faith that trust His every word, whether we can explain it or not. But people who aren't afraid to step out into the darkness. I don't know what's in there. God does. I believe that there are some husbands in this very room today. And man, I'm getting ready to ask for some boldness right now. But I believe that there is a husband in this place today. Husbands in this place today who God is right now tugging at your very soul. And He is saying to you, husband, it is time for you to trust me. And it is time for you to lead the way in your family. That's what He's saying to some husband. Husband, if that's you, would you just stand up right there? I told you I'm getting ready to get crazy. Thank you. I know you're not the only one. Husband, I know that you are being called to lead the way. It's probably going to be the most difficult thing that you have ever done in your life. But God has promised us that if we're with Him, everything is possible. you got to stay standing. You see, I believe there's someone in here today who is getting ready to go back to a place of employment tomorrow and you love Jesus. And here at church, you get these cold chills and you stand with your hands raised, but Monday you punch the clock and then you go back into the closet. And we cannot lead the way in this movement of God from any closet. And there's some of you in here today that you need to go to your place of employment tomorrow and you need to stand firm in who Christ is in you. And that's going to be scary and that's going to be difficult. If that's you, I just want you to stand. You know who I'm talking to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I believe there's some females in here, whether you're a wife, whether you're a mother, whether you are single, there are some females in here and you are the one people love to be around. Like you know what's going on. People love to be around you. But when they get around you, it seems like some of the conversation that we go into or you go into is not that uplifting. Like there are some negative things that come out of your mouth. And you know, you know that you are the leader of that pack. I'm going to challenge you. No matter how difficult it may be. But I believe God has given you, females, the influence of that pack. 
to promote Christ instead of promoting all the crazy that's going on. And tomorrow or next Friday night, you're going to be leading the pack. I'm going to challenge you, females, to be leading that pack closer to Christ. If that's you and you know who you are, I want you to stand. I have some students in this service and I want you to pay careful attention. Some of you are started school already and some of you are getting ready to start. Listen, you're not our future students. You are not our future. So don't let us put that pressure on you that you're our future. No, you are our now. You are the ones who I believe are going to reap the benefit of these people standing and being true to their word. You're going to reap a benefit and a harvest of God's movement where you're going to be one day not walking the halls of these schools, but students, you're going to be the teachers in this school and you're probably going to be the administrators in this school and you're going to see kids praying with each other You're going to see movements of God that are unexplainable because of these people who are bold enough to stand up right now. But students, listen to me. Students, you have an opportunity to do something that my generation may have missed. And I cannot imagine how hard and how scary it's going to be when you take a stand for Jesus Christ in this school or any school that you attend. But students, I want you to know something. You have my promise that there are people all across this place today who are going to pray for you and mean it. Pray for you like we've never prayed for our students before. And so students... You know who you are. I want you to stand if that's you, that God is calling you to lead the way in this movement of God like we've never seen before. Amen. Hey, students, you're going to be prayed for. You're going to be covered in our prayers. And the hand of God is going to be walking those halls with you. His covering is over you. I plead. I ask you, please lead the way. Please show us adults what it looks like to walk into dark places. Your faith is going to affect more than just the students. Your faith is going to affect your parents. Your faith may even affect your pastor. And for the rest of you here, I have no idea what God may be calling you to do. I know in the future, in the very near future, we're going to see things and we're going to hear of things and we're going to be a part of things. We may smell things. It's okay. Because you have my word, you have this leadership team's word that we are going to follow the voice of God. And when He tells us to move, we're going to move. And when He tells us to stand still, we're going to stand still. And when He tells us nothing, we're going to wait for Him to speak. But I stand here this morning and I declare this to you. Even though we can't explain it, 
And even though I may be a little bit scared, and I'm not afraid of a little hard work, my cry is this. God, here we are. Send us. I believe we have enough crazy people in our midst to just walk through a lot of closed doors in dark places. Are you going to join us? See, we're getting ready to sing one of your favorite songs here in just a second. And if we get wrapped up in the emotion of all of this, and if we move to the edge of our seat because we love to pioneer and we love to go first and we love to shower Facebook with all of the things that have taken place, if we are in it for all of that, you're going to miss the message of what you're getting ready to declare. Hey man, this is real life. But I'm so glad we serve a real God. I believe His Holy Spirit is getting ready to do things in our midst that we have never seen before. And so let me just ask you. You don't have to answer out loud. You see, the way we live is going to be way louder than anything we could proclaim with our voice. Are you ready to lead the way? Why don't you stand... I want you to sing these words like you have never sung them before. And then I want you to leave this place here in a few moments. And you don't have to wait for anybody to tell you go. Because God's already done it. And you go lead the way.